Welcome to Dawn Patrol, the 30A morning show. Good morning! Presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge. Yeah! <laughs> Online, 38cottages.com. All right, good morning, everybody. It's Dawn Patrol, and we are taping our show live at Sunrise Coffee, the corner of 393 and 38. I've got Andy Coleman here right now, and he's with Backwater Tours. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Corey? I'm doing really good, and we're, we're finally hooking up and uh, talking about what you do. It's an alternative to the beach. We love our beaches around here. It's what brings everybody down here, but sometimes it's really fun to get on the water and go north. Is that what you do? That's what I do. Uh, I, I, uh, I want to show you... The- how quick we can get back into the wildness and uh, to the original, the real Florida. Yeah. Uh, within five or ten miles from seaside and uh, show you the things that I really love. I, I really love our beaches, but we got really fine backwaters, and we want to show them to some people. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about Andy coming down to Florida. Where did you come from to get here to Florida? I was... Uh, Raised uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Um, it's amazing I don't have an accent coming from Charleston. But uh, uh, is, there, is it different in Charleston than what you got right now? <laughs> no, it's you, exactly like it sounds I perfect right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm. Uh, I came down here in '76 and never made it. Uh, made it away. It was just like my hometown, except the water was clear. Okay. And uh, I just love it here. And I used to work offshore at oil fields and. Uh, I built restaurants down here. I did this, that, and the other, but I've been around since 76. Okay, there's a lot of people that moved down here to 30A. What, what was your reason to come down here to change? Well, um, yeah, and I, I was working in the oil field. I could I could live where I wanted to, so um, yeah. I, I lived here, and I, I haven't regretted it a bit. All right, so let's talk about the home base. It's uh, basically you're taking people up the Choctahatchee River? I do. I take most people out of um, from Point Washington Landing. Right beside um, Eden State Park. Right. And that way we're able to get into the river systems in about five or six minutes. And then we're in a completely different world. And uh, we get back in that original wildness pretty quick. It's kind of like when you get off the road here and you decide to go drive through Point Washington, the, the forest that we have here. It changes instantaneously, doesn't it? Right. Just a little distance. And, and um, I always think you... Um, find a lot of peace and a lot of stress relief if you can get in the wilderness for four hours or so. So who's loving your tours? What kind of people are coming and take your uh, backwater tours with Man, you? Pretty huge array of people. Um, you know, I, and you can read my um, reviews on Facebook, uh, backwater tours. Um, you know, I have like a 4.9 rating, and, and the only one that, that didn't rate me a five-star was thought three-star was as high as he could get. Whoa, so okay. Well, okay. And there's a lot of different people from Sweden, people from Germany, uh, and lots of people from here. A lot of great folks in Texas, and great folks, that, you know. I, I just, I love what I do, and my clients, I think, understand that, and, and it kind of gets infectious. Something tells me you probably get a lot of repeat business? We do. We do, and... Um, and, you know, that's where we're building. We're doing so much better uh, this year than last year, and, and we look forward to, you know, keeping on, keeping on 
giving our joy to a lot more people. I, I think a good thing for you, Andy. You just seem like a nice guy to want to hang out with, grab some coffee, and go on a boat. You should sell memberships, just a daily membership, and you can go up the river with Andy, and that's it's, it's probably better than yoga. <laughs> now, yoga's real good, too, but uh, I don't look like the normal yoga um, yoga or right, well, participant. Hey, but, uh, hey, there's a lot of I yoga sure people like, I can... That's right. Yeah. A lot of... A lot of peace and serenity to be found in here, and that's that's the best thing we have to offer. You know, if you can get it on the beach, get it on the beach. If you get tired of the beach a little bit, come see me for a day. All right, so you came from a beach town to another beach town. Tell me the difference between South Carolina and uh, where you came from in Charleston to here. Yeah. Well, Charleston, you step out the boat, you go up past your knee in mud. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of difference. Uh, yeah, it's hard to run away from things in, <laughs> when you're in the mud. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, here it's uh, much clearer water and, and uh, just a beautiful area. Yeah. Um, I think the river's even more wild here than they are there. And this country's been settled a lot, lot fewer years than, than Charleston. Absolutely. So, you got a lot more gators in Charleston than here? Probably um, no. We no? got more gators here. Sometimes you don't see them on the main track of the river, but they ride up in the bayous. Um, I generally see a couple on most trips but yeah. if i guarantee that i guarantee you we won't yeah. see them that it's like day. saying you're gonna see dolphin on a dolphin yeah. tour you can't say that that's right <laughs> but we are seeing a lot of um, sturgeon breaching now which is pretty pretty exciting to see a 150 pound fish that looks prehistoric jumping out of the water six foot as long as you're not driving 20 miles an hour toward it and it hits you or in the 40. face <laughs> have you ever hit one um, years ago... Uh, They're not endangered, so we probably can talk about it, right? Well, they were endangered until they became dangerously <laughs> overpopulated. And now they're just From dangerous. one year to the other. Now they're just dangerous, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, just dangerous, not in danger. Flip, flippering uh, object debris on your boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Years ago, my partner in, in the logging business and I, myself, we, we uh, had one jump between us, and it hit him, thank God, not me. But uh, that's but fun. it was a relatively small surgeon. That's something that the office brought up. Uh, let's talk about the logging aspect of uh, the Choctahatchee River. I, I was kind of unaware that it actually happened down here, and you kind of imagine it being in the northwest and uh, the you know places with bigger trees. But cypress was a good for you, wasn't it? Yeah, cypress was every bit as big as those big trees out yeah. there, other than the redwood, and the redwood is closest relative to a ball cypress. Yeah, but uh, cypress was impervious to rot. It's lovely to work with, and it's impervious to rot. So they would use it for architectural details, uh, uh, corbels and, and uh, columns and uh, furniture. It just wasn't hard enough for the table surfaces. But it's a, it's a wonderful wood. And then, then we started logging deadhead heart pine and made floors out of it. So, so how far up the river in Choctahatchee were you doing that? Like, tell me the process of getting the what, – what did you do with it? You cut it down and put it in the river? Yeah, we cut it down, sawed it, kilned it planed it, uh, milled it for flooring, and sold it and installed it. So, were, were you one of the guys that was walking on top of the logs as uh, it was floating down the river and keeping them all together? Well, we don't quite do it like that. They did it like that back then, yeah, but these were... have been, these by definition are deadheads, so they've been on the bottom. They won't float now. Okay. So the, the absolute best logs sank back then, the densest logs sank. And, uh, it's kind of like me when I'm swimming. I'm a deadhead. I go to the bottom. You should float real well, man. 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah. you were logging for a while. I'm, I'm learning a little bit more about the, the part of the county that you were in. Uh, tell me back, back in the 70s, what was it like living in the area? Um, well, I built a, a restaurant right at the end of 331 Bridge. That was the first liquor license in South Walton. There was a liquor store, but that was the first liquor by the drink license. There wasn't a bank until Fort Walton Beach. There wow. wasn't a grocery store until Fort Walton Beach. A lot of tin cans so, in your yard, or how, where'd you hide your money? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hid some of it with the ex-wife. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So it wasn't too funny. No, it's not too funny. <laughs> so tell me about the liquor store. That that had to bring in a, a, a crazy crew of people to come see you. Well, it did. It was um, exciting, to say the least. Yeah. But uh, anyhow. How early did it happen? How, how how early in the morning was it back then when the when the liquor store was open? Oh, this wasn't a liquor store. People? This was a restaurant with restaurant, a liquor license. Liquor license. Yeah. I got you. Okay. So by noon, it was going pretty good. I bet. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. So tell me about the orientation of where you were. Uh, I hear that if you were running from the law, it was pretty easy back then because you, you had to go through two counties to even get to you, right? Well, that wasn't particularly me. I, I, <laughs> other people. I, yeah, other people that may have. Uh, there, there was a ferry across the intercoastal to get back to uh, Bunker Creek. And uh, if the um, ferry happened to be on the north side, maybe from people that were uh well wishers would park it on the north side. It was pretty well sure that you didn't wouldn't be um, bothered with any law back in the late seventies, early eighties. So, yeah. So because they had a sixty mile trip to make it around and go through two other counties. So wow. Anyhow, that I heard that that worked for somebody. <laughs> That's good. So on your tours, you, you tell us about the spring systems that we have up Choctahatchee that well, you're kind of going to. There's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, we have more magnitude one springs in this area within 100 miles of here than are in the rest of the world. We're on the top of the Florida aquifer, which is just st- solid limestone. Yeah. There's no metal in Florida. <laughs> Limestone's where we come from. Yeah. We, we've been to the bottom of the sea floor. So that's run, that aquifer is running with pure water at uh, 68 degrees and when it breaks out like at spring run which i love to to go up to uh it's just gorgeous it's magical and uh it's probably one of the most unused resources we have don't you think people just don't probably visit the springs like they should you can't get to the springs by by yeah by car or or truck so um yeah it's really underutilized uh I love. Sometimes it gets crowded on the weekends. I try to make my tours on the weekdays. You yeah, know? yeah, not not. Uh, I don't want really to be pushing in people that got plenty of rights to be there. Yeah, and we do have a lot of springs in the area. Ponce yes. Leon is a, a heavily trafficked one. That's Morrison a, Springs, Morrison Springs, um, Cypress Springs up in Vernon. Yep. Um, we got great springs. Yeah, it's really good. And if you've never jumped in. 68 degree water in the middle of summer when it's 100 degrees outside is a shock to your body. And it's a pleasant shock. A shock. So, and it will cool you off all the rest of the day. Do you think that back in the day when they were doing the Ponce de Leon Fountain of Youth that the, the theory or the thought, mind thought of jumping in 68 degrees really was just waking people up? <laughs> it had nothing to do with living longer. i tell longer. you what, if I'd been traipsing through the woods in Spanish armor, I I would have loved to jump in 68-degree water. Yeah. You know. And just clean water. <laughs> yeah, clean would be good, you, too. If you drink that water every day, you probably live longer than what they were drinking. There you go. That's there hilarious. Go. So on, on Facebook, people can find out more about uh, your tours. Backwater tours on yep. Facebook. And um, 
we got lots of reviews. We got some clips. Um, we got lots of photographs, and I try to post pretty often, maybe every other day. Yeah. And I try to be clever, and please don't tell me if I'm not being clever because hey. <laughs> I'm sensitive and I suffer poorly. That's fun. So yeah, so check out all the photos and everything, and uh, tell me about the ferry. How the ferry work back there on the uh, on the, the ferry was uh, when they dug the intercoastal waterway in 1939 they completed it so the people in the bunker creek area had always been able to come across the old 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 bridge back in there and uh, now they needed a way so they had a ferry that went across the always was in service for those people um in uh you're good yeah in uh the little mid mid to late 80s they shut down the ferry because there was some corruption going on. They had seemed to have used 14 electric motors on it in one year, and they all had the same serial number. Oh. So it was a little scandal, and, yeah. and uh, so the anyhow, the county yeah. commissioners decided not to operate it anymore. So it, people that had a four-mile trip to, to Bay Elementary had a 60-mile trip. So wow. it changed it. A great deal. How big is the spring that you guys go to? Was so like if you were looking what at what I love about this spring run that I go to is when the water's low. The the boil of the spring is like the biggest swimming pool you've ever seen, and thirty eight feet deep, crystal clear. But what's unique about this spring is it comes out. There's almost a mile run to the river, and it's all clear wow. in that mile run. There's also a big mill pond, maybe sixty acres off of it. That clears up. It's just pretty right now as I've seen it in years. It's just really remarkable. Wildlife back in the area. You're seeing what are you oh, seeing man. in springs? You see a uh, great deal of bird life. You see a great deal of fish life. You see thirty pound, forty pound uh, uh, grass carp. Wow. You see uh, shell crackers. You see mullet, uh, and the bird life is just great. Ibises have come back real strong, uh, and I carry yolo boards on my on my boat so we put three in at the springs let people swap our out, out on those and of course we carry um, uh, masks and snorkeling equipment and it's just a wonderful place it's a wonderful it's the best place in the world to eat a watermelon I, I love it <laughs> that's good. that's really good. So you live down here in San Rosa Beach. So you're uh, you're in the area. Uh, tell me about the growth since you've been down here. How have you seen 30A area change? You won't you won't believe it, man. I I could leave my restaurant and travel old ninety eight, which was the beach route, and be in Fort Walton Beach in twenty eight minutes. You know, I can't get <laughs> you know, to ninety eight so from going place in twenty eight minutes. We got six lanes of traffic now, and it takes three times as long. So you go figure. That's funny. So when. Uh, when you moved here in the seventies, that's uh, that's right when I was born. Yeah. So uh, we did a grew, we grew up here in the area, and I, I remember when it was that span where you were in Destin, and then uh, the next thing you saw was kind of the red bar. They built Edgewater, the little staircase thing near Destin. Yeah. Um, what was the what was the growth like for you? Did you just kind of every year you were like, well, okay, another housing development? Uh, how how fast do you feel it progress, or is it still kind of slow? In spurts. It went in spurts. You know, and is it, it gets. Uh, Overly fast for a while, and then it'll correct. People run out of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember people riding out as far as Sandestin and saying, 
why would anybody live out that far? Yeah, you expect yeah. to see Cuba or something. You're <laughs> yeah. like, we're way too far down Florida. Way out of, <laughs> out of our league. Yeah, do you ever do any uh, Apalachicola, uh, Apalachicola kind of tours? Do you scout I logged them? Apalachicola River, but um, no, I haven't done tours down there. Um, I used to tarpon fish over there okay. do some guided trips over there. I love Apalachicola. All right, but talk. I really love right here. Yeah, yeah, everybody loves it right here. So let's. You don't necessarily do fishing on your tours, but uh, you do go fishing. I do go fishing and go fishing often, and and I eat well. Yeah. Okay. So what what are we uh, what are we going out there and catching? What do you like going after? What I what I'd rather do than eating when I was hungry is is I like to catch redfish in real shallow water. And I fish off of YOLO boards. Nice. And uh, that gives me a whole lot of advantage, and it's a whole lot of fun. It Man. just amplifies. It's the difference between spin fishing and fly fishing. You're a little guy, so I imagine you just have a regular YOLO board, or do you use their fishing model? I've, I've used both. I, I love their fishing model. I can just da- dance all over that. It's and, like an aircraft carrier and, for and, you. Uh, <laughs> but it, but it, it um, paddles good. Yeah, you it know, it, It's not a slow board. I love to fish a board. I've been with... Jeff and Tom, since they brought the first boards back in, I, I think I bought the two boards off the first truckload. So uh, I've been with them, and uh, I used That's to awesome. do fishing by Coleman on Yellow. But, but I, I, Yellow's had a wonderful run, got a lot of people on the water. And, you know, my whole idea on this trip, when I got into this, was taking Yellow boards and, and taking them into backcountry. So we can do any... Any combination of that. Boards can get a little bit further up the river than the boat can. That's right. Y- yeah, but yeah, I can get way little, up the river. Like, I can get as far as you want to go up the river. <laughs> might, not turn, might not be able to turn around, but you can get up there. Oh, hell, we'd have to back out a lot of places. <laughs> That's good. I'll tell you what, I, I can see a trip in the future. We might need to get Jeff, his brother Troy over in Baton Rouge, who does yellow boards over there. Get your boat, take me with a fishing board, and let's go out to the Atchafalaya River Basin. Over there on the other side of Baton Rouge near Lafayette. I, I fished that, too. I did that when I was a kid. That's yeah. a great fishing place, man. Yeah, it is, man. You, that's the Wild West. If you want to see the Wild West out there, that you can see everything you want in the Atchafalaya. And some you don't want to see. Yeah, they will. <laughs> and, they're not, and they're not scared of you. That's really funny. So with backwater tours, uh, we, need to, we need to hook up with you guys and get, get my kids up to the spring. I think they'd love it. We went to Ponce de Leon, and they loved it. Uh, but let's definitely do it soon, and I really appreciate you stepping by. We want to just kind of keep the conversation going with you at some point, so let's uh, let your tours kind of uh, calm down a little bit from the summer. Uh, we'll push you guys, make sure that people know you're still open, and we've got to get you booked up and get more stories on the boat so we can talk about them next time. I sure will appreciate it, and I'll tell you all the stories I know, and some of them might be true. Yeah, okay, so let's let's end with this. What is the wackiest, craziest story since you've been do- doing tours on the on the river, what's the craziest thing that you have either seen or been part of? Damn, I don't know. Um, we got to end with I've, a bang. Come on. <laughs> uh, let me see. One of the coolest things, well, the sturgeon jumping, I, I, saw, a, I saw a hawk come down and, and, and get, a, get a water moccasin off a tree limb the other day, and they proceeded to do a lot of battle. And then... The strangest thing to me, I had a guy about 25 years old ask me to slow down at 23 miles an hour because the wind was hurting his face. And uh, so that was the strangest thing I've encountered. And I said, some people aren't made for outdoors. Oh, wow. So let's, <laughs> let's go back to the bird and the moccasin. Moccasins are poisonous, aren't they? Yes. They won't kill a bird. Birds don't let them bite them. Nah. You know. Just... Um, kites, swallowtail 
kites will, and I've seen this, they will get a snake, take him just way, way high, drop that snake and have another bird catch him, and they play with him for 20 minutes. Now, I've seen I've seen an osprey uh, with a snake, and I've yeah. seen him drop it. I guess they're trying to stun it when it hits the ground or something. I don't know. I don't Are know. they that smart? They, yeah, Birds they're smart. that smart, but... but uh, the the kites play. They do aerial combat and play it back and forth. And At some point, cool that snake's going to gonna get lucky and <laughs> yeah. bite a foot or something, don't you think? <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. So you mentioned moccasins. I mean, anything else back up in there? That's probably primarily what you see. I see a lot of alligators. Um, yeah. See otters. I love seeing otters. They're one of my favorite animals. We man. saw. Yeah, we we saw a uh, otter in Western Lake over here. Yeah. It was cold otters, outside too. Yeah. Otters are just wonderful creatures. They make me happy every time I see them. Yeah, they're fun looking. That's cool. Right, so okay, back to back to the uh, the snakes. So I mean, they they're just they're just there. They're, they're just there, yeah. but it, um, you know, I'll see a snake before you go and see a snake. I'll keep you out of the thing. I I log that river with snakes and alligators all the time. Man. You're like, hey, let's go look at this pigeon real quick. Everybody back in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll let you know. That's awesome. I've lost zero people so far. That's a good stat. Damn right. Yeah, that should be that should be your timeline photo on your Facebook page. We have not lost anybody. <laughs> That's a good shirt for you. We can yeah. help you sell this. But you know, it feels good to get back in the wilderness. Well, you got to watch yourself a little bit. You know, That's I think how, the, how I th- things are. The biggest word I can go with about being able to do a tour like this is disconnecting. You it can is. disconnect, and you don't have to look at your phone, and you don't need to see what's going on in the world. You can really just enjoy the boat ride and go see something that you probably have never seen before. Yeah, I, I say, you know, I can't stop the phone calls from coming in, but when you put them on, vibrate, you don't pay as much attention to them when you're on mature. Yep, that's what my wife does to me. That's all. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at Backwater Tours. Find them on Facebook. Like them. They put a lot of great photos north of 30A on the other side of the bay, and uh, they launched out of Point Washington. And uh, thank you so much for coming by, and let's talk again. Thank, thank you, Corey. It's a pleasure to meet you. You got it, buddy. Dawn Patrol, presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge, with properties in Rosemary Beach, Seacrest, Seagrove, Seaside, and Watercolor. Unpack, relax, and forget where you're from. 38cottages.com. 30A Radio. Brought to you by The Growler Garage. With 40 craft beers on tap, just steps away from the beach. Located across from Ed Wallin Beach Access at the corner of 393 and 30A at Santa Rosa Beach. Grab a growler. GrowlerGarage38.com.